gas prices, I don't know, I don't know what's going on because it seemed like we were on a nice trend. We were heading in the right direction there. And then all of a sudden, I saw it ticking back up, right? And I, I think last weekend when I got gas at Costco, same place I go every week, I think it was close to 125. I think it was 124, 125, something like that. And I've seen driving around town the past couple of days, paying attention, it's pushing 130 again. I mean, what's going on? We were down, I think at one point I got as low as about a dollar ten, somewhere around there, maybe even below. Dan McTagg is the guy we lean on for this kind of information. He joins us now, president of Canadians for Affordable Energy and a former Liberal MP. Dan, what's going on with gas prices? Where are we right now? <laughs> We're all over the map, but you've got it pretty good. <laughs> I'm a buck forty-five here in Toronto. You're buck thirty, buck twenty-five. Don't okay. complain. <laughs> so what happened? Because I mean, what, what was it? Two weeks ago, we were probably, I'm going to say, at least fifteen, twenty cents cheaper a liter. We were, and uh, that's really a function of what was happening in the uh, U.S. Midwest uh, pricing sphere, where you saw actual prices drop about seven or eight cents a liter, but they came right back up. Uh, along with crude, uh, right up until the point where uh, markets got really nervous about uh, the banking crisis and uh, banks getting a little ahead of themselves in certain parts of the world uh, by investing uh, mm-hmm. very heavily in uh, bonds and other uh, fun stuff. Uh, so we now have what amounts to a banking crisis mixed in in the United States with uh, indications that they will continue to likely increase uh uh, interest rates, and that has a lot of uh, traders who have nothing to do with oil and gas, but you know, sort of play the uh, uh, play the day trader game and uh, follow what's called the old algorithms, uh, trading off uh, energy prices. So uh, now people are getting a little upset because they're seeing oil prices drop, but they're not seeing a corresponding right. drop at the pumps. Okay, so what's the forecast as we head into summer? Gas prices rarely, if ever, go down, right? Yeah, well, the uh, two things will happen. Uh, April Fool's next week, your federal government treats you to a uh, what amounts to about a four cent increase uh, in the carbon tax. That's more than we've seen in the past because mm-hmm. they're increasing it by fifteen dollars a ton. Uh, and then, of course, uh, within about a week or so of that, talk about great timing after April Fool's, you see the switch over from uh, from winter to summer gasoline. That's a thing, and that usually adds about four or five cents a liter. So we could be looking at an increase of about a dime pushing you back up to about a buck 35 maybe a buck 40 but look shay as long as the world remains extraordinarily nervous over uh the possibility of recession higher interest rates and bank uh, failures um it's likely to keep uh, prices in check even though supply and demand for and fundamentals for oil are being completely ignored by a market that is frankly dysfunctional at this time well that's the thing help me understand that Dan, because like you say i mean i can understand the supply and demand even though i think it gets tinkered with sometimes in ways that we're not aware of and they can sort of say well you know look at this supply blah 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 but you're talking about things that are completely out of the scope of the things that traditionally i think of as affecting gas prices why how what's it doing yeah, well, look, uh, it's not the day where you have, you know, traders basically making decisions as to supply and demand. It's now written, driven to a large extent by large financial organizations that uh, over the past couple of weeks have been looking for famous liquidity. They would need money. They need cash to prove to the depositors that they actually have the money on uh, uh, on the books uh, and in, in, in the banks and in the vaults. And that's what's really driving the price of energy down. It's being broadsided, sideswiped, because... There are some who believe that, oh, if the banking crisis uh, continues to get worse, uh, you're going to have a, a global recession and people will stop uh, driving, getting from point A to point B. That's actually not true. But nevertheless, uh, as we saw in 2008, as we saw yeah. in 2012, 
uh, demand was not hit. But nevertheless, that's the way things work today. Uh, what's most important, though, and I, I, you know, I mentioned this to your producer Brad the other day. I, there is a concern that I have. It's always in Western Canada, and it is the following, and it has a lot more to do with where prices are going. It costs uh, most refiners no more than sixty cents a liter to buy the crude, and that's using WTI as the benchmark at about uh, 67. Uh, They're actually refining that and charging 93. So they're picking up 33 net cents a litre, turning crude into gasoline, and I'm giving them WTI, not WCS, which is what they use, so it's another 10 cents a litre. Bottom line, uh, refiners are doing extraordinarily well in uh, here in uh, Alberta, uh, Saskatchewan, and Man- Manitoba as well. Um, what about diesel? I got a I got a text from a listener this week. I think he said he was in Viking, Alberta. He showed me the sign. It was about two bucks for a liter of diesel. Does that sound right? Uh, no, <laughs> you should keep moving on. Diesel <laughs> uh, diesel prices have actually dropped. Uh, if you look here in Ontario, they're a buck sixty. Okay, okay. Uh, even so, yeah, you just move on. Obviously, someone obviously doesn't want you to buy their diesel, and that's why they have prices that high. Everywhere else it should be in the 130, 140 range, no more than that. Uh, carbon tax, uh, last thing I wanted to ask you about that, kicks in yep. April 1st. We're at 11 cents now, going to about 14 and a half. Is that somewhere around right? Yeah, 14.31 times 5%, so you're about 16 cents a litre. So, uh, yeah, and by the way, Shay, that's higher than the rate of inflation. The buck 25, buck 30 a litre, 16 cents a litre works out to 12 cents, 12%. That's five to six times higher than the guidance of the Bank of Canada. They can't continue to ignore the fact that these ra- these artificial and arbitrary rises in the price of energy are uh, not having an inflationary impact, which uh, the Bank of Canada is treating as sort of, hey, this is the reason we're raising uh, interest rates. So it's a triple whammy. I think people need to wake up and uh, understand, including the Bank of Canada, that that's a very bad policy at the precisely the wrong time. Well, and and like you say, it touches on everything, right? It's not like it's just on it. your price of gas. Oh, food. Everything, everything. Yeah, the food professor will come out and say, hey, no one's talked, no one's done a study about the implications of carbon taxes as they go through the economy every time there's transport input. It's tax cascading. And yes, there's a GST on top of that. Mm-hmm. It's a terrible policy. I said this here in Ontario. Of course, uh, more and more people are paying attention as they realize that they can't make ends meet and that they're now starting to connect food prices, grocery prices, heating bills, the cost of transportation, the cost of living with these carbon taxes, and they should. They should have been doing that two years ago. Okay. Dan, good stuff as always. Thanks so much.